Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Lane. I'm Art. I'm Brian. And I'm Ted Gashu. Special guest, Ted Gushu in the Wrigley Building in Santa Cruz, California. Very cool building. Yeah. What do you think? Filled with cool bikes, cool shit. I don't know. I yeah. like it here. Good vibe. Very Tall good ceilings. Vibe. Yeah, wide hallways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah during cool. the week, it has a. It's even better because it's kind of bustling a little. All the doors are I, open. I will say, there's a disturbing amount of taxidermy in this room, <laughs> <laughs> like an awkward amount. Is that, we take no prisoners, <laughs> podcasters. Well, it's right? all jackalopes. They're, they're they, we don't need them anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's the best part about podcasts is nobody knows what, where the hell you are. You, know? <laughs> you can paint this beautiful word picture. Yeah, it's just a complete fabrication. Absolutely. Yeah, we used to say because we were in my a little ten by ten. Actually, that's probably being generous. Studio behind my house. Yeah. And uh, we would always say, you know, it's just we put pictures up and we're like, it's deceiving because this is in the middle of our huge warehouse. <laughs> like we keep all our cars and all that stuff, you know. But yeah, now it's kind of true. We're in the middle of this huge warehouse true, where yeah. uh, Santa Cruz bicycles are made and or not made, but, you know, their Distributed. headquarters yeah, are you, here. You, you mentioned uh, Santa Cruz when you Yeah, uh, I was a big downhill bike enthusiast when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Uh, I, I didn't have a Santa Cruz, but I, I lusted after them forever. I sold them at a bike shop I worked at and uh, called the Outdoor Sports Center in Wilton, Connecticut. Awesome. Um, but, yeah, very cool bikes. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And uh, then... Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, before we get into your background and history, I mean, we just wrapped up our first morning motors at this location. Uh, so we used to do it up the street, um, you know, or up the road, I should say. Davenport. In Davenport. Uh, yeah. What, what, what do you guys think? I mean. Yeah, it was good. It was cool. Uh, I was stoked on the, uh, we got the coffee shop next door, which is more of a wholesale coffee shop. We got them to like serve coffee and everything and uh they actually had hot chocolates for the kids which oh, is really nice by That's the great. way like i don't know if ted um i don't know if you know this or if i mentioned it while we were in there um this coffee here alta coffee it was is actually served at the oh no way at, at whale city bakery which is where we used to hold, host yeah. our other cars and coffee event ah, and so. Uh, so they're they just they just happened coming full know. circle <laughs> yeah, i, I ordered a double espresso and it was like a full mug of coffee oh wow which double. is <laughs> okay. I don't know, i'm used to these like little tiny uh, right. european uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, espressos where you get like you know a, a, the cap size of a Dasani bottle, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this thing was just like a mug of espresso. Gnarly. It was this? I thought they only did pour overs. No, he has no, an espresso they, machine yeah. there, and it was huh. just fucking huge. Yeah, they were doing lattes and cappuccinos and everything. It was in great there. lungo. And did you, you did you finish it? No, I couldn't. Okay. It was it was yeah. it was strong. It was oh yeah, it was just a lot of espresso. So you seem like, a little yeah. relaxed now. I, You'd be I, bouncing I off the wall. Yeah, I'm pretty chilled. I don't know. So okay. basically, what you're saying is it was the same concentration and strength as it would normally be, except that you got a lot more volume. There. It was just yeah. an American-sized espresso. Yeah, interesting. It was just a lot we know. of liquid. Yeah. So now we know if we want to get super wired. Sounds like the value, sure. the value choice. That's the value choice. Yep. Dopio. Yeah. So what are some standouts? Well, I mean, you rolled up in the 365. Yeah, the 365 GT4 BB yep. against car, which, you know, we've talked about before, but it, everyone thinks it's a 512 BB. It yeah. looks the same, except that it has six tailpipes coming out the back, which is kind of like the six tiny little pea shooters. Yeah. yeah. And the, the lower grill in the front is slightly different as well for the really nerdy folks. But uh, yeah, super fun car. And it's lighter and more powerful. I Significantly think. lighter, but Ferrari numbers are always all over the place. So um, published, you know, this is what Ferrari published back in the day was 2,700 pounds, which just sounds insane. I mean, it is there's really nothing to the car. Yeah, yeah. If you open it up, it sounds about right. Aluminum yeah. construction. It was the record car, right? Like 188 miles an hour. And this one, I don't know if this one was. Yeah, yeah I think so. it was. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely quick. Um, in the this compared to especially compared to the later car, uh, this makes 380 horsepower, and uh, the later 512s made about 340. Sure. Even in f- mechanical fuel injection, um, you know the 512 BBIs. Uh, in that trim, which is surprising, you know, but, um, the carbureted cars did have higher compression and all, all sorts of stuff. Mm. Even with the smaller displacement made more power. Um, mm. it moves, it definitely scoots. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Did you get a chance to uh, step on that uh, clutch pedal? 
No, I just I photographed it last night at the uh, Fairmont, and uh, it's such a pornographic car. It is. You know, it it's is very slutty. It has got some sexy ass curves, uh, but I, I do have to mention the clutch real quick. I the the heaviest clutch I've ever felt before was a Superformance GT40. You know, rep, it was basically a GT40 replica. Yeah, I, and Superformance has really heavy clutches. Yeah, I, I had their uh, the the. Um, the Corvette they do the super is the Super Sport is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one's really cool. Uh, and the, the Ken Lingenfelter's car. Yeah, I, I borrowed that from them for the day, and I got a, a nine hundred dollars speeding ticket because <laughs> it. it uh, uh, yes, I, I was just passing somebody on uh, PCH uh, just above Malibu, and somebody uh, didn't. They really didn't educate me on, on the clutch at all. It was it, and or the uh, the gas pedal. The whole thing was just on off and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went from like 50 to 120 and like that. Wow. And it just, yeah. It was, and that's it was like messy. a 50-ish zone but, or something? No, but I remember the clutch being a nightmare. Yeah. And so th that's heavy, right? You know those are heavy? Yeah. This is, I kid you not, Worse? twice as heavy. It is really? insane. I mean, that guy wow. actually had everyone sitting in it and they're like, unbelievable. It's it's pretty wild. So, I mean, we were driving around San Francisco yesterday. God, that was It's fine. I mean, you It's probably fine it. on like good roads, but when you're just right. kind of stomping on yeah, it. Yeah. It's, I mean, in the, it's, it's a very, very Italian car in every way. Oh, that era especially yeah. right like i mean everything's heavy the everything's awkward interior no forget ergonomics don't even use that word right it's just it's just beautiful and sexy and the car was designed a certain way and the person inside of it had to fit however you fit just right? says vaffanculo yeah vaffanculo exactly you're, you're it's a what do you call it it wasn't a secondary thought even it was a third right it was no priority for the driver um but yeah, super cool car. Uh, next to that was Andrew's uh, Pantera. Mm -hmm. It's a 73, I believe, as well, right? I think so. Or not as well. Yeah, it's a rubber bumper car. Yeah. So I don't know when they started that. I, I was just obsessed with the LS swapped uh, Volvo. Nordica Volvo. That was the coolest shit. It's a really cool car. Yeah, you took quite a few photos of it. Got yeah. to hear it run. I love it. I don't know. I, I love stuff like that because you got to be totally sick in the head. Any dickhead can buy a Ferrari, but like you got to be totally whacked out to, buy, yeah. to build that. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a super fun car and he's got the exhaust cutouts on a button. I don't know how much you talk to him, but you <laughs> I know, didn't get to shake his hand. I was too busy photographing. <laughs> yeah. At any time, he just presses the button and blah, 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 blah. blah it just blah. dumps right out. It was open right now and I, was, uh, I nice. was not ripping around the parking lot. I was cruising around at a reasonable pace. Uh, and that thing, I was like, I think there were like 225 seconds tires in the back so like no no traction uh but he hustles in it for sure oh yeah. he drives like a complete madman yeah. actually he's like full nascar mode or <laughs> yeah, yeah btcc and well, it has a t56 it was the um what's his name paul uh oh yeah paul newman paul newman had them yeah. done by uh a guy a shop out in the east coast right mm -hmm. they he do had the, several there was one for sale recently they do yeah, the five Letterman liter uh, Ford Mustang they do the Mustang swaps right? the five liters was it a five liter yeah. Mustang engine and this is the uh, Chevy LS and I'd it. rather have the LS I think it'd be a much easier you could probably still get service yeah <laughs> right Just right it's yeah, like yeah. a Chevy dealership and mm -hmm. he did it right too because he bought it from the guy that built it Ah, so he just throws out a chunk of money, all of the headaches done, already ready to be registered in California. So he just enjoys it, which is yeah, the right way to do it. He's not doing, turning it into a 10 year project. Yeah. Like, like a lot of the tinkering had been done too, yep. like the setting up and then yep. he's out and do a little bit of stuff, but uh, so cool. it's a really cool car. And then <laughs> yeah. obviously the livery and everything kind of, kind of seals the deal with that car. So, um, yeah, but sure. yeah, besides that, just a full, you know, some, normal cool cool cars uh, i know our buddy ryan barrett tried to make it here but yeah. he has a bmw so his cooling system failed no way yeah is he 46 m3 yeah yeah oh yeah. crap so uh, it was the expansion tank the top blew off of it always unfortunately it dented the hood yeah oh, dang and like spider web literally the paint. blew off the the thing Whoa. yeah and which is what i what happened with my e46 is it was the expansion tank by the time i pulled everything off mm -hmm. oh yeah that it was that seal around the top of that that yeah. failed but mine didn't fail completely like his did. It just like cracked and started spewing out. It spewed it. down. It didn't, but his separated. And I mean, the hood thing, that, that, that is totally funny. sucks. Oh, speaking of the devil, this is the owner yeah, of the uh, V90 this Volvo. Is the dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what he, has, he has a shirt to show it off, dude. He's like a, <laughs> he's like moves. a Corvette guy or a Porsche guy. You know? He's like <laughs> he, the Ferrari guy. He just wears all the gears. You should see him at Radwood. He wears the, he has a fanny pack, the Nordica fanny pack uh, yeah. and everything. And he's, he's all you gotta in. wear the Nordica boots. Oh, full ski boots? Yeah. Like, remember Dumb and Dumb with, like, the long hair? No one can hear. Briefcase full of IOUs. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, so do you want to get into a little bit of uh, Ted? Ted here. I did want to mention one last car that's interesting. So, uh, so it was a '95 E36 M3 in Mugello red. Which oh I yeah, really it's a great red. Um, it's a it's it's a very cool color. It's almost like Guards red. It's right? a lot like Guards yeah, red. Yeah. Very orangey and a very orangey. And they only made them in '95. Really cool car. Uh, I don't know who owned it. It was for sale. Oh, it was for sale yeah. right next to the E36 M3 lightweight mm-hmm. that's right. shown up before. But I know. Um, but yeah, those E36 M3s are dude. They're, that was a good looking car. Yeah, Such it had the motorsport wheels and everything. Uh, Super clean. There was like a major a dent, dent in the door. In the door yeah. And there was a in the front end. The the hood had he had tapped something, mm. so it had a little little. It needed a little. Whatever bit. though. You but know, the maybe dent that the door, allows you to drive it a well, little bit better. It's dent pro away from being perfect, basically. Yes. Yeah, in, it was both, really good both shape. scenarios. And how great was that lineup? It was that red uh, uh, E36 M3, yeah. and then all the 2002s, uh, and yeah. then the, the lightweight. Light yeah, yeah. all right next to each other. Uh, one cool, like, just happened, but Alex from Shark... Or, sorry, not Alex, dude. Um, Dan from Sharkworks... So cool. ...brought his AW11 MR2. Black. And then next to him parks a... Whatever it's called, the Mark, Mark II. That yeah. MR2 had the best plate. Yeah, the MR... Mr. Too Slow. Mr. Too Slow. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was great. And then there's the third gen, the uh, the bastard child. And they were all black, parked yep. next to each other with no other cars around with yeah. their rear deck lids pop. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. you live over... I mean, I've been living over in Europe for a little while now, and uh, you forget the uh the vanity plate game because over there you can't really van- vanity plate <laughs> so much like you can you, you can get like you know in munich that people have like m 911 r kind of like there's yeah. ways you can get yeah. numbers and stuff but it's not really as as creative mm-hmm. and uh you come back here for five minutes and there's like a kia soul that says vibes with five eyes and you're like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's just yeah. people having fun and uh I, I kind of missed that. It was it was one of the best parts about living in L.A. It's just endless, just stupid vanity plates. Yeah, you're plate watching. Like Mr. You're, Too Slow. I was just like a yeah. grin in my face. And then the AW11 had the California blue plates, the original ones, which is another thing to geek out on. That yeah. Bronco. Oh, no, sorry. The Blazer, Blazer also yeah. blew my mind. Yeah, I think it's really nice. Seen. That's a really nice one. That, that's a, a friend of ours, a female owner, Sabrina's car. Yeah, cool. so they, they bring it out to our events. They're, I think she's had it since high school or something. It's total baby. Yeah, they've restored themselves right yeah. yeah 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 uh, yeah they were just showing me how they just did the the seats um and because i guess uh the rear seats had the embossed like i don't even know what you call it like an arabesque design that they had back in yeah. the day yes. yeah it's like this little you know little plant like looking stuff at <laughs> Very Ivy. Cool. and then uh, the fronts apparently didn't have them so they just did them themselves um i do not envy anyone who de- reupholsters seats uh it is not something i want to do no it's a really <laughs> bad job to, uh, it's really hard the, so Jono came in his McLaren 675 LT. Mm-hmm. And oh, he's yeah, like, you got yeah, to drive it. I did. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, I he tossed me the keys um, and was like, yeah, give it a little go. And so I went on like a 20-minute drive with Hushy Pushy. Fucking so amazing. It's I, I, insane. It's like perfect, right? I guess. Like, I mean, in terms of like, isn't the ride quality insane? Like, yeah, it's super good and it's totally changeable with a little flick of a switch right on the dash. You change the engine characteristics, the aero, and the suspension. Um, and so Matt was like doing that for me. Yeah, because Matt used to work at McLaren right. SF, so he, he was my guide. Yeah. Yep, but. You know, luckily, that's one of the advantages of our new location is um, fun roads are, you know, three minutes away. Yeah. Four minutes away. Yep. I mean, you go up, you take a left and you're there. Uh, you just got to drive a little ways to, to get to the cruise. Yeah. And you stuff. were saying earlier, like, that's a perfect loop. You go up. Yeah. You go up, um, whatever it is, whatever empire, and take a left and on whatever, and you do and whatever, and then yeah. you come down, you come back. Yeah, that, that's a longer loop, but I just went up, flipped, flipped around and came back. Yeah. But paddle shifting. The whole thing, the view out the uh, out, out the front window, you know, over the little arches, it's pretty good. Th- that car, it, the way the turbo comes on, super smooth. The brakes are insane. I mean, uh, like uh, getting out of it, it's like I kind of want to have a very educated, uh, clear opinion on why that car is so good. But I, I like it's like almost, you know, it's as you would expect that it's uh, everything you need. Um, and uh, all I can think is it's just really fun, which is a 675 LT. Yeah. But there's no cell service inside the 675. <laughs> right, so. right. Well, you don't need it. Why would you need that? I know. I right? just shut out the world. And I, that's something I didn't know. So the carbon stuff, the carbon roof, like Apparently, cuts cell service. I did not know that either until today. Know. Yeah. 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 Dude, I the bucket so. seats not my in problem. there. I know, yeah. 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 
No, the, the thing is amazing. He was a little bummed that I took it so long, I think, but um, I'm glad yeah, I did. Cars are great. I'm glad I didn't ask. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. He's been yeah, he's been trying to get me behind the wheel for a while. I still haven't driven it. I'll eventually get around to it. Um the lack of manual transmission is a deterrent. Dude, I think you this that was I, one I know, I, that I was know, one I of the things that uh, Matt and I were talking about. I was like, I'm I freaking love uh the paddle shifts. Yeah. I'm like I would not want a manual. I'm like, saying straight that up. because I know that Jono's listening to this and he's gonna be super annoyed that I brought that up. He's trying to get me to fix his carbon front splitter because he scraped it on our driveway. Ouch. Mm-hmm. All so. right, well, on that note, Ted, what's up, dude? <laughs> still here. <laughs> You're still here. Uh, so what what are you doing out here? Uh, I came out to support Porsche at this uh, Mubadala Silicon Valley t- Classic Tennis Tournament they had going on. Um, so my basically, I have a consulting firm based in the UK called ERG Media, and mm-hmm. we have a contract with Porsche to create Type 7 for them. This is Instagram-only magazine. Sweet. And uh, part of that relationship is we do fun stuff together. So they asked me to come on out here. Uh, I tacked on a bunch of meetings, You know, came out to see you guys, going to see Apple to go to their new... Um, the new campus tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is quite cool. Down to LA uh, tomorrow night, then uh, Atlanta to see Lee Keen on Tuesday, uh, see Ray Schaefer over the Porsche um, Experience Center, and then uh, up to New York to see my family, Rhode Island to see some friends, and then back to um, Italy, I think, on the 16th. Wow. Jeez. And where did you just come from? Sardinia. Sardinia. Yeah, so you flew straight from Sardinia to San Francisco. Jumped on uh, into the tennis deal and then uh, hung out with me last night and stayed up way too late. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you guys went out. Like, you went to the Tonga room. Yeah, it's cool, so, man. That's a rad spot. So you're you're nonstop, man. That's awesome. So you're busy, busy, busy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of my vibe, you know. I just sort of I just sort of want to see it all. I'm, for sure. I'm, I'm very aware that my time here is limited. And single. Single. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> that's sure. awesome. Uh, sweet, dude. So, I mean, I actually, you know, I, I mean, I think we all collectively found out about you when you were at Petrolicious. Yeah. And uh, um, how did that whole thing start? I mean, I guess we can go back to kind of like you as an automotive guy, as a car guy. Like, have you always been a car guy? Like, yeah, uh, I know I you mean, have a 911 at home. The, well, like, the car I drive is a 76S that my dad bought when I was about four. But uh, we've always had interesting cars, uh, you know, back I think his, when I was born, I came home in his 82 SC from the hospital when that was just a shitty old car, you know, that yeah. wasn't like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't, uh, there, there was no meat. There was no Lufkakult for, no, it was just, 82 a, SC it was just an old then. Porsche. It was just, uh, it was just a cool thing to have. And my dad has always had cool old Porsches. He and his dad, um, who just passed away about a month ago. Uh, he, my grandfather was an, a mechanical engineer mm. and he, my, my uncle and my dad, uh, would just buy wrecked cars back in the day. So, you know, you, you, there's great photos. I've posted a bunch of them, um, on my Instagram, but there's a lot of great photos of just, you know, Lotus is just kind of being bent back into shape. And my dad's, uh, in their driveway in Bedford, New York, and or Bedford Hills, and they uh, there's Lotuses, short wheelbase 911s, long long hood 911s, you you, mm. you name it. Like there's nice. just uh, endless endless uh, cars that they were always working on because you know you, you'd buy a you know Prang 911 for 700 bucks, yeah, and you'd fix it back up and sell it for two grand, nice, and that was what you did in like you know 78 for sure. <laughs> I actually really enjoy your photos that, that you've been posting of your family like in Monaco like during the races and that was that in the like, mid 80s or yeah, so. They, um, yeah, I you know every family kind of has folklore, right? They've all they've all got you've all got these mythical journeys that they went on that became big parts of your childhood and the big parts of your childhood story. And uh, in the 80s, my dad was, um, you know, kind of a rock star architect. He was doing beach houses for Paul Simon. He was doing eight different apartments in the Dakota for different celebrities. You, you name it. Like, he was at Studio 54 with my mom. Like, no way. Total rock star. Part of that era. And then uh, in 87, they go to Monaco Grand Prix with this guy, Sir Robert Ogden. And, like, they, you know, they just have, like, the full like caviar experience yeah. and uh but they took these amazing 35 millimeter photos uh with just a point you know like a little nikon or something nothing crazy and they i never saw the really saw the photos growing up like they were just it was they just always talked about this trip because mm. then uh the uh, black tuesday happened in 87 and my mm. dad lost everything oh, um and that world kind of went away for them to a certain degree yeah uh, it, it's come back in certain certain ways and then they lost it again. It comes back in other ways. Um, but that this trip was sort of like this mythical 
thing that we were always talked about. Like my poster above my bed when I was a kid was the Monaco '87 Grand Prix poster. Oh, sweet, so it sweet. was just it was just like this. You know, it, it it was my rosebud. You know, to, mm, yeah, to, to, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then finally, my we were at my uncle's house or something. Uh, they just found all the photos literally around Father's Day the other day, and I went I went back and we saw them. No way. And we scanned everything, and and it was just like it was like seeing this myth come to come to life. Yeah. Yeah. And to see all like, because at some point you just sort of the myth sort of seems fake. Yeah. And then to see it You're all like, oh, it really happened. Technicolor was like the most emotional, funny, strange thing because that trip I wasn't even. I mean, I was. I don't think I, I was even. My mom was even pregnant then. Uh, it was like it was just a, 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 a formative experience for me right. growing up to hear about like that whole world and. Uh, so yeah, we've we've always been a car family. We've always been interested. Never like nerds uh, or like you know overly uh, educated. Just but just like fuck yeah, that's cool. Like mm -hmm. just you know at Lime Rock every weekend, going to all the vintage races, um, all the SCCA events. Uh, just really loving it. And um, and that's a cool time period and location too. Like Lime Rock is super old school, where you sit on the hills above yeah. and you can watch racing. Like you back the car up. But it was also early '90s, so you had people like wailing on stuff because it wasn't that valuable oh know? right right, so there, right. There was, it wasn't that big of a deal to see someone thrashing a db4 gt zagato you know so like because awesome. it wasn't a it was maybe a you know, five hundred thousand dollar car but it wasn't a 10, 20 million dollar car or anything like that like you you got you still had to have money to go racing but it wasn't right this wasn't like uh, outrageous you know you had guys in lotus 11s that were worth 30 grand you know, that, as opposed to now where it's like you take that thing on a track, your 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 Haggerty policy's void, and you're, mm, and you're yeah. screwed. You know, um, so yeah, we've. I just grew up in a family that always had cool cars around. We we've never been wealthy, but we've always been. We've always had just enough to buy. Like, it's, well, strangely, growing up, I I always wanted my dad to lease like a new Ford Focus. Like, I wanted him to have like new cars. Yeah, because <laughs> I was so sick of like the rusted out Range Rover. Mm. You know, he would replace one uh, gas tank that was rusted out with one that had just begun rusting out, mm. <laughs> and it was like this endless like. You know, you'd be afraid to get tetanus in some of these cars, and. Mm. At the time, I think I was really frustrated as a kid because I wanted the cars to have Bluetooth. Or I you want the, the newest, like, I, best yeah, thing. You, you yeah, you want the car to have a navigation system. Like that, mm -hmm. that was like the coolest idea to me when I was a kid. I was like, wow, these guys. Like my buddy has a new. My buddy's dad has a new BMW, yeah. and it has like a screen in it. That was the coolest shit. Yeah. yeah. And my dad's like, well, I'm, I'm. You know, at the time, he didn't know how to express it to me, but in hindsight, he was driving like a gray market Range Rover Vogue with velour seats. Yeah. So like, rad. like the most bad with a boat stereo bolted on the under. Yeah. Under, You're like, <laughs> dude, my dad thing. was pretty fucking was cool. Yeah. He, he had literally our boat registration plates from our dinghy like bolted on the side we had like six surfboards <laughs> on the top and my brother and i grew up in this car going to nantucket in the summer to our little beach shack so that like in hindsight that car was worth like a thousand bucks but at the time it was like the coolest possible thing and you don't really understand it when you're growing up around it how those things shape you mm -hmm. and like i said at the time i was rebelling against it i didn't love it i was like this is annoying yeah like this car sucks it smells it's slow it's like got no bells and whistles um, but then, you know, later on in life, you just look back at this, at the, at your childhood and, and all the things that shaped your childhood. And my dad had literally every single one of the coolest possible cars and th that I could have asked for all, all the 4.0 HSEs, Range Rovers. And these cars That's were cool. nothing. They were like a couple hundred bucks. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it was just a very, and my mom always had the greatest wagons, great Mercedes wagons, 300 TDs. She probably had five or six throughout, throughout my childhood. Uh, still drives a Mercedes wagon. Um, mm. But yeah, we've just always had old shit because we, we couldn't really afford the new shit. That's cool. What was your first car? Uh, it was my grandfather's um, V8 uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, Limited in like uh, fire engine red and uh that was a crazy car man i i uh those I, were fast right they were pretty fast 5.7 liter v8 yeah i uh i had it in college and there was um i used to drive it from rhode island back down to new york city to go clubbing and uh there was just this this stretch of time where you know cv joints on those break all the time like mm. the, the four-wheel drive linkage yeah and it makes this clicking noise that 
is mm-hmm. pretty standard and you can drive with it. It's not a big deal. And like, yeah. it's my dad was like, oh, it's the CV, you know, we had this noise. He's like, oh, it must be the CV joint. And I'm like, oh, it's the CV joint. Turned out I drove the car for like 5,000 miles with no oil in it. And it was, oh, it, was the sound of the, it was the sound of the pistons no just oh like God. smacking oh, the top. Crap. And we just put a couple quarts in and it was fine. Like wow. I, I kept driving it. <laughs> like that Lee Iacocca era of... Uh, Fail gracefully. Yeah. Dude, these cars shut were... Down, I guess just... that was... Was that post-Lee? It, it was he, probably post Lee, right? Yeah, because he was Grand the square, Cherokee? the square Jeep, uh, uh, and then this would have been right after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, those cars were tanks, and uh, the the only way that car died was that uh, in my college town there was a string of arsonists, um, like high school punks, who were just burning shit. What the heck? And they picked <laughs> my car as one of like six things on my street. Oh and, no! Uh, my car burnt to the ground. Dang! But, but it had subwoofers. Like I had a full oh, ghetto yeah. blaster in there. It was it was. A, awesome machine i'm really the, the full leather package like quilted on those things right wasn't it didn't it have that quilted leather it was just beefy yeah. like yeah. it was it was the most you could cruise forever in it i drove it to miami twice like it was just awesome i mean those were pretty car. nice remember our friend of ours had one of those in high school his parent uh mark who was here at cars and coffee uh, his parents had one, and I remember like we were going like high speed blast, and it was pretty fast. Too. And they put exhaust. They put oh yeah, they put Flowmasters on, it. It, on it. it. Sounded all killer, and yeah. it did really well off road too. Oh yeah, there's basically stop. Yeah, we oh, took you, it off roading. Fifty off road, like just cruising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were pretty good trucks actually. Yeah. Tanks a good way to put it, right? Yeah. Total tank. Yeah. And then they were like they were worth like a thousand bucks for. I mean, they're probably worth like a thousand bucks now. Yeah. You know, you can yeah buy them all day long, but. Uh, I have to bail. I'm going to go do family stuff. Okay. Cool. Good to meet you, Ted. Likewise, man. Yeah. Have Whatever, fun man. on your trip. Right. Sounds Drew good. is going to take your place. Yeah. Drew, jump on. Pinch hitter. Drew, Get pinch hit. Drew's actually a truck guy. So, uh, <laughs> Drew with the Volvo is coming. Drew Green Slate? Yeah. Something right, like that. See you guys. He's coming to fill in. Later, B1. All right, stunt cocking it. What up, um, Green Slate? Green Slate, so, just, uh, I, I do have to say, Green Slate sent me a link yesterday for... Um, Absolutely pristine, 400 mile original mile Chevy 454 SS pickup uh, yeah, yesterday, which is pretty insane. Yeah, but forty one thousand dollar asking price. So, oh shit, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Okay, how, how close are we? Are we good enough? Now? That's pretty solid yeah, right there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to move the mic closer to you so you don't have to hunch over. So, Ted, we already talked about you being a petrolicious and stuff. How did that? How did that come about? Or was that the first? Like, what was your first foray into the? I've had a pretty automotive kind career. of thing. I uh, I was a professional DJ in New York in my early twenties. Uh, did that full time for two years. Um, you know, clubs four or five nights a week. And then I uh, was hired by a consulting firm, like a management consulting firm, mm-hmm. did work for NASA, Dow Jones, and Ariva for a year. Like Ariva makes nuclear reactors, which is kind of cool. What did you do there? Uh, we did leadership training. Um, mm-hmm. So we did like, um, it, it, I call it like, uh, not psychology, kind of like corporate psychology. Mm-hmm. Like you just sort of end up finding these these major corporations that have real issues talking to each other. So mm-hmm. like, for instance, NASA has all these different silos of, of uh, all these different business units, yeah. not business units, but like research units. And they all, you know, a lot of them have answers for each other's problems, but they're not necessarily able to talk to each other. So we were like communication experts. So we came in and, you know, brought people together and made mm-hmm. sure and created a pathway. I, I was totally bullshitting it. Like I, I, I was 20, 22 or something. So I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I worked for a bunch <laughs> of ex uh, Booz Allen Hamilton partners and, uh, yeah, that was it was an f- interesting year. Then they wanted me to go to B school, um, and I said no, I'm good. And then uh, uh, at the time, my a very dear friend of mine was the uh, editor in chief of Jared Kushner's newspaper, the uh, New York Observer. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I was I was visiting friends out at Sundance, uh, the uh, the film festival. Yeah, and I offered to write like a nightlife column, and I did, and it went well. And then uh, she offered me a year position, basically to, or I ended up taking a position for a year there um, as a nightlife reporter All right. in, uh, in New York City. Went to every party in New York for a year. And That's then, cool. Uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. I mean, the girls were, were mental. Uh, the uh, the scene was mental. The parties were just, you know. What year are we talking top. here? That would have been in 2014, I want to say. Okay. 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. And then uh, kind of was 
ready to move on from that and then uh, got hired by a hotel chain to write, run a magazine for them to market mm-hmm. the hotel. Mm-hmm. So that's the Grand Life Hotels or the Soho Grand Hotel in New York. Uh, did that for a year. Hired a bunch of ex-Vanity Fair writers to go write about New York in the 80s, like, you know, doing coke in the bathroom with John Belushi at the mm-hmm. Odeon kind of thing. Yeah. Did that for a year. Got a bunch of notoriety for that and then uh, was offered basically a blank check by... Thrillist Media Group, uh, which is now Group Nine Media, uh, you might have heard of, might have heard of Thrillist.com. Yeah, for sure, they're pretty yeah. big out here. Um, and they wanted to start a publication to kind of spearhead their marketing efforts for uh, for Thrillist to get into the luxury marketing space. Mm-hmm. So you know, Thrillist was great for burgers, you know, dives and uh, restaurants and stuff. But they, mm-hmm. but Porsche wasn't advertising, or BMW wasn't advertising, Cartier wasn't advertising. Yeah. So uh, they needed kind of like a higher end version, uh, not higher end, but like a. Uh, a bit a deeper version of uncrate Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so uh i I love the uncrate guys i I still still use their product but uh we we came up with uh, supercompressor.com which i ran for two and a half years oh yeah i remember supercompressor so yeah that was my baby there and then uh, we built that to 16 people um we had like two and a half million unique page views unique users a month Mm. god knows how many page views And I was working seven days a week, tearing my hair out, partying like crazy, and it was just really cooking it all at all ends. And then I, uh, I got, I, I reposted a lot of, or we'd done a lot of articles about the Petrolicious videos. You know, mm-hmm. the, the early ones really brought me to tears. There, there was, and some, some of the, the, the recent ones do as well. I'm not saying they're better or worse. It's just, uh, I remember being really affectionate towards Petrolicious, and we, I built an email relationship up with uh, Afshin, the founder. Yeah. And then uh, I think I was out in L.A. and uh, like on a boondoggle, just like booked a trip out there for no reason to mm-hmm. take meetings or something. And Offsheen hit me up for breakfast. I think I'd stayed out all night the night before and I sh- showed up to the breakfast meeting, ordered a couple Bloody Marys and we just got on like really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he offered me a gig and uh, I was I just adopted a dog at the time. I was really burnt out in New York, really kind of like unhappy with my dating life and uh was just ready to try something new so i moved mm-hmm. out to la and uh moved out to la and and got to work on petrolicious because I, I i i'd through my media career at that point i started to fetishize um niche media mm-hmm. and being a car guy naturally like it was it was kind of like too good to be true mm. i was like the opportunity to be in media really focus on something that really matters to people and stoke their their stoke their stoke you know? yeah just like make sure that you are that you're responsible to people that are really that really care uh and that was that really got me and then i did that for two years two and a half years i'm usually like a two-year guy like two three years is, yeah that I, I max out uh mm-hmm. and if unless i own the product so i didn't own super compressor that was owned by um thrillist i didn't own petrolicious that's owned by offsheen um you know, very graciously, I said, you know, he, he tried very hard to make, keep me to get me to stay there. And rightly so, I, I really loved it there. And, uh, and I, I still love those guys very much, but I, I ultimately, he would never give me the, the company. So right, right. I had to kind of strike out on my own. And then, uh, I did some consulting for them immediately after leaving. And then I just put my feelers out there and, uh, was like, what, what, you know, what's going on? So I started picking up clients. I was working with triple zero at the time, mm-hmm. uh, Pete and those guys who I still love. And then I um, essentially, through an agency in Hamburg, got tapped by Porsche to come take some meetings and uh, and see what we could do together. And they pitched me on a website concept to reach under thirty five year olds, mm-hmm. um, which is a uh, you know a tricky demographic to to market to. Okay, but but their goal wasn't necessarily to market. It was more just like how can we make sure we're part of their conversation. Mm-hmm. And they offered me like 500,000 euro to build a website and then run it for a couple years or something. And I was like, guys, that's, uh, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, nobody under 35 reads websites. Like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, so we just, we reached an agreement that was, uh, around the fact that to speak to under 35 year olds and to really kind of have a conversation with them, not sell them shit. Like just like be around, you know, so that you're part of the, part of the, uh, part of their flow. Yeah. 
we had to launch a uh, had to launch an Instagram. So we we put our heads to the ground and like the the team over there, um, Franzi is my my uh, my boss, and then uh, Dominic Hildebrandt was part of the um, the process leading up to that, and Dennis Keskin, all, all these guys who are in Porsche Marketing Global, um, yeah. Oliver Hoffman, they're just epic epic people who really want to do cool shit. Yeah, and they and they basically signed off on type seven and uh and type seven it was is, is like my dream project it's just us traveling the world finding amazingly cool things not even necessarily porsches it could be a cool cool kitchen sink in south yeah. africa who knows but it's it's just stuff that just makes you go whoa mm-hmm. and uh and that's what i do now i so i have erg media which uh creates type seven through our porsche contract um, I work with a few other brands as well. I work with Rimac. Uh, they're in, yeah. based in Croatia, the, the um, hybrid supercars. I help them with some social strategy stuff. I work with the town of St. Moritz. Uh, they're a client. Um, also, they're a global ambassador, which is quite fun in Switzerland. <laughs> Interesting. And then uh, what else do I, do I do? You just travel the world. A couple other bits and bobs and just stare at my little glowing rectangle all day until money comes out of it. For sure. <laughs> So yeah, that's the my most, life story. The most interesting man in the world, you sound like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you hang out with uh, what's uh, what's his name? Tim Pappas a lot. I see. Yeah, I'll be with Tim in uh, Rhode Island on the 11th till the 16th. Oh, cool. Timmy P. Nice. Yeah, Tim's cool. Yeah. We see. So we we always saw his cars here at Canada, which you're going to be visiting later, and we'll yeah, probably get into here Bruce shortly. But um, yeah, and we we'll always see his cars there, right? Because that's where he gets most of his cars serviced. And uh, yeah, just a couple, maybe a few weeks ago, I was down there um, with uh, with some friends and. I uh, went to a local Cars and Coffee, and I got a chance to finally meet him, and we talked for a bit. Uh, he's a cool guy. He's very soft-spoken, but I got I got him to chant. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tim's got nothing to prove. He's won, for sure. he's won enough shit. Uh, oh, yeah, he's achieved enough shit. He's got all the right toys, but not because he's, you know, he's not trying to prove anything. He's just like, the reason he has the 934.5 Interscope car is because that's the right car to have, you know? Yeah. He's, but he doesn't care if you like it or not. Oh, yeah, he has yeah. some. Uh, he has some car nerd cars, you know, like the. He has a sport quattro. He has the the blue, the light blue nine fourteen. Uh, uh, that, that that was built by uh, Kevin Jeanette. That's, that's oh, the, that's a Jeanette that's racing a three, one, three liter RS. Yeah, so right. and it's at Canepa right now with the motor out of it and everything. So I don't know what's but, happening. Yeah, Tim's it. kind of a savant, you know. He's 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 just always you know fiddling. Yeah, uh, but at the highest level, like. I'll, I, I drove my 76S for 5,000 miles on CN36 Chinterratos that didn't fit. And I was just like cruising happy. And then, you know, Tim will have, <laughs> there'll be like, you know, some carburetor will be like very you know, 0.1% off and he'll mm. feel it in his pinky or something. Yeah. And he'll, you know, the whole car will have to be rebuilt. <laughs> it just frustrates the shit out yeah, of him. He's and... Very, uh, and I really respect him for it. He's very zen and very like, yeah. you know, everything has to be exactly right. Otherwise, mm. it's not worth doing. That's yeah. funny. So That's he's, cool. he's, he's an inspiration to spend time That's with. Funny. Yeah, because yeah. I saw his 914 at Left Cacolt this year. Yeah. And they have the big 944, 914 display and everything. And then I went to Canep uh with um michael allen ross a friend photographer yeah. uh and i saw the car and the motor's out the interior's out it's just sitting there like a shell up on jack stands and i'm like oh what's happened to this thing it looked it looked like it was perfectly fine last got, time i saw it so, so many projects and he has that 924 gts which is really so cool uh, with the aluminum roll cage and everything uh he's, he's become like an older brother he's a, he's a really great that's guy. cool and uh i love him to death his family's amazing and uh yeah a really close friend awesome i yeah. saw that at one point you had someone had crashed into your 911 and you're yeah, well, I was with him. At, he was doing Le Mans last year, and then I uh, I went to a wedding. We were staying in Le Mans at a, at a house we'd rent or he'd rented, and uh, and I went to a wedding about an hour away. And then uh, this part of the so I, I stopped drinking recently, like about four months ago. And part of the reason why I was like stupid shit like this kept happening, and I got like blackout drunk and mm. and moved the car and uh, to like be able to see it from the dance floor like because i i just got shipped the car over to europe and it mm. was the car was really important to me it was the car i was raised in yeah and i just made this stupid decision to like you know i moved the car maybe 30 feet to, you know well i wasn't i wasn't like driving on the highway or anything right but, yeah and then uh because i'd moved it it had gotten in the way of like a service vehicle that was stalking the party or something so mm. one of my buddies saw this and was like ted you know you, and he was also shit faced i wasn't paying attention and he goes uh, man uh can I, I we gotta move your car and i'm like oh cool so i just gave him the keys 
And I don't think he realized it's, it's a 915 gearbox or whatever. Uh, he didn't see the H pattern properly. And he thought probably thought he was reversing. Uh, and, uh, oh, and my guess is he just went straight. He never really took credit for it. Uh, he just he's, he acted like it was, you know, he uh, whatever. He made some shitty excuses. So we're not really close anymore. That's mm. cool. But uh, yeah, basically through my own stupidity, I... Um, and, and you, know, you got your car. I got my car smashed. Yeah. And mm. bent the bent the chassis, and Dang. then uh, the next. So the next day, the hangover was you know insurmountable, and then because uh, it was like seeing a family member kind of crash. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it wasn't like it wasn't like seeing a rental car prank. Yeah, it was yeah. like this car was part of my life. It's not sure. replaceable. Exactly. So I uh, I'm very close with the roofs, uh, Alois and Estonia, mm. and they uh, and I called Estonia crying the next day like a little baby, and uh, it was just like you got to you got to help me, mm. and they were like say no more, give us the address because they're they're plugged into Europe, they got yeah. the whole network over there, and they know Porsche better than Porsche sometimes. So mm-hmm. uh, enough they, to get the five speed in there before anyone else did, right? <laughs> <laughs> with the nine thirties. Yeah, they're the best, and they uh, and so they literally just sent a truck and picked it up and they said don't worry about it we'll get it all back in shape and uh you know my insurance kicked in haggerty was awesome i had a touring policy i you know no plug from haggerty if you ever take your car out of the country buy a touring policy through haggerty or someone else because if you don't one i think it's illegal if you don't two it it saved my ass Mm -hmm. like that car is is better than new and it's restored and it's mine it has a it has a write-off title now but like it's it's you're never selling I'm it never selling yeah anything. it doesn't matter right yeah. so uh yeah the, the haggerty and, and the and their underwriter over there uh his cox did a killer job i mean i, I had a wire in my account in like under a week that's, wow that's solid um to get it fixed it yeah. was it was I learned a lot of lessons <laughs> from that process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Haggerty and, is a, uh, a sponsor of this podcast, by the way. Say, and I like they uh, said this say, is a legit hey, story. <laughs> say hey to McKeel. Yeah. yeah, we'll do. Love those guys. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, it sounds like your car is all back together now. Have you had a chance oh, to drive it since? Yeah, I put like five thousand miles on. Oh, it sweet. Since. Is yeah. it better than I it pick, ever was? Yeah, I picked it up at Roof, and then uh, we drove it. Uh, I had a friend with me. And we we drove all through Europe and back to London, and then um, I still had the shitty, uh, uh, the, the wrong size CN thirty six. I mean, the tires the tires are awesome. Gone, yeah, but the but the uh, the. Um, it was it was it looked like a rally car because they were so oh big. they were really uh, tall they were, they were like 215 to 75s it, it was mm. like they were way too big for the car yeah and uh but i actually in la i loved it because oh, yeah it was you could go over anything it was wicked yeah uh but now i've got the avons on there and i did all the kwv3 suspension setup with um which i'd originally uh, uh, installed in la and then i um I dropped a car off over the winter at uh, Max and Page, who do all the uh, all the historic racing Porsche stuff. So, like the mm. Carlos, um, is it Monteverdi? Yeah, the Monteverdi collection they manage. Uh, so that's like the nine seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the Salzburg livery? Is that right? The red yeah. one. Uh, they 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 take care of that car. So the, my my car sat in this epic Porsche collection all, all winter. Then they did the setup, tweaked the car. Did, put spacers in got the fitment perfect it's just so dialed in and it's, it drives better than it ever has fantastic and then uh marco geraci down in la had done just before we shipped it out he did a uh tlg tlg yeah. he did a uh, a full rebuild on the 3.2 that we've got in there oh you have a 3.2 in it too yeah. and now it's cool. got a roof exhaust so it just sounds oh, awesome. wow yeah it's a, it's a bits of car you know it's it's no it's cool but it, it's, it's it's yours it's fully restored yeah. by roof and it's got yeah. the engine from marco and it's got it's all really good things and we're big fans of mid-years by the way like a lot yeah, of people like kind of like you know talk those cars down but especially like the way that you have it set up that sounds epic they're super light yeah, yeah man i you put a bigger motor so body. Great. it's a galvanized body uh there's no rust issues that i really have to deal with uh-huh. uh it's killer. Yeah. I like the narrow body and the chrome bits and like all that too. Like really with the, do you have the brushed aluminum mirrors or uh, did you change those out? Do you know if there's still the 76? No, that I have the, I have the, the flag mirrors. Oh, there are flags in 76? Yeah, so is that yeah. an option? The 74, 75 had the brushed aluminum. Oh, and really? then 76 was the first year of the flags. Yeah. Mm. So 76 has like 
black trim around the windows and stuff, right? Kevin and, Jeanette was telling me that people used to backdate their mirrors to the flags. Yeah. Because uh, when the flags came out, everyone was like, holy shit, those are so cool. So yeah. like, guys would like... They wanted flags. You know, guys with like, uh, you know, 72s were putting flags on their car. Yep. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, man. That's a nutty scene. <laughs> like, I'm just no, well, anytime there's a body shift, you know, yeah. like all these right. whack jobs who were updating to 964 styling on their 930s. Yeah. Right. Like, what were you thinking? It was, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it was commonplace a lot. Totally normal. There yeah. were shops that would do it all over the valley. And that there's so the many long nose cars, you know, early 911s yeah. that were converted to look like SCs and, and or Carreras 930s, or yeah. 930s yeah, or 964s. It's like you as a kid, right? You were talking about it. Like, I mean, you wanted the latest and greatest, right? Like, that was supposed to be the best. So you wanted to give up that sort but of... But, like, the, the best part about the 964 is not the body styling. It's 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 the suspension. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, I just yeah. love the idea of having this ancient car with, like, you know, kind of late 80s, early 90s bits on it. Like, yeah. thinking you're the man. Like, it's, it's a funny thing. Right, right. You get the... Yeah, Not that right. I can really even hate on it. I, I, I get it. Like, you, you, you want it, but I, I think it's just an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I used to... I mean... I like I like them all. I mean, I like the torsion bar suspensions. I mean, they have their own kind of appeal. KW and like, man, they do yeah. this killer pack. The V3s, I love it. That's awesome. Oh, so is it a coilover conversion or does it actually? No, they do that too. I, but yeah. I didn't. Ha I didn't want to uh, go that deep. It's yeah. just a, a replacement factory kit. Even yeah. the you know, Bilstein does have a replacement factory kit that's killer. Mm. Like I had literally never. There's 197,000 miles on their car. Yeah. 188,000 of those were on the same suspension. Wow. The factory wow. Bilstein. Holy crap. And it was just yeah. bottoming out. Like yeah. It was, <laughs> It sounded like yeah. you go over a rock and there'd be like just slammed. It, it no, yeah, no damping at all. No damping yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so, so putting the KWs in that that <laughs> it was like it was like that. You know, you you go to your buddy's house when everyone switched to flat screens and you'd still be on a tube TV playing, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, playing PlayStation. Like I was the kid with the tube TV, stoked. Mm. Yeah. And then I, and then somebody came in and switched it out with an HD TV. And, and you're like, like oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your whole world changes. Yeah, so my whole world fucking yeah. changed. Yeah. And it was uh, and yeah, uh, Chris down at KW really hooked it up. Nice. Great. Very cool, man. So that that's the that's your car right now. Do you have anything else in the stable? We just bought a 944 Turbo, which I'm picking up from PowerTech in New Jersey on awesome. Friday. Uh, and then we bought a 928 GT. Um, Sweet. Oh, cool. A GT. Yeah, funky story. My dad had this uh, California Orange 2002. And is it California Orange? Is that right? Uh, Colorado Orange. Colorado, yeah. Oh, that's a great um, color. It's kind of yellowy. Yellow. Great car. Yeah. Great little car. He had like the uh, the lambskin or the lamb, the shearling seat covers. <laughs> lambskin, yeah, that too. <laughs> Not lambskin, yeah. <laughs> there were probably some in there too. Yeah, yeah. The sheep he, thing. he got down in it, you know. For sure. And, uh, and this this guy he he would see at um, Hayfields Cars and Coffee would uh, kept saying he was obsessed with the car. I gotta have the car. And my dad was like, "All right, take, all right, guy, whatever, sure, you can, like we'll talk about a deal." And he's like, "Stop by the house, maybe we can do a swap or something." And my dad's sure, I'll swing by. And my dad sees the 928, mm. and um, the guy doesn't even know that it's a GT. He's just like, this is my old 928. Yeah. And he, my dad's like, I'll swap you for the 928, like, all day. Yeah. And, uh, he's, and he goes, I'll, only way I'll give you the 928 is if you also take the 944 Turbo. <laughs> and my dad's like, yeah, sure, man. Damn. And, uh, You're like, Are you, I don't know, man. Gonna, to this guy's credit, he's obsessed with the, uh, the 2002. He's happy as can be. And mm. uh, my dad was all, you know, nobody ripped off anybody. It was just like a... a Everybody's stoked, yeah. That's but what, like the yeah. the reason he did this is the guy is a total germaphobe and the mm. cars had mold ah. uh, and he just couldn't handle the concept of these two cars and my dad's you know owned, restored hundreds of cars with his family yeah and he's like yeah you just detail it yeah <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you just take the mold out and it's like not the end of the you, you, know, you throw yeah. one of those like dry keeper things in and yeah just like, it's like whatever uh so he, he, lo and behold you know for a 2002 we've got this 944 turbo with yeah. 70,000 miles that, solid you know five grand uh, five six grand worth of work to recommission at mm. PowerTech in Jersey things brand new and uh, PowerTech's pretty well known place, yeah Mike so, Dano yeah. he does a really nice job you know they, they, they take on a lot of work so you got to be prepared to wait a bit but mm. uh, Tim actually t Tim's been using them since he was a kid oh no way Tim Pappas, yeah, what's the uh, what are the specs on the turbo is it a what color combination uh, what's the it's like that kind of champagne kind of gold the gold silver. yeah Gold? No, it's yeah. just the or normal champagne? gold. It's yeah. kind of it's, but it's like a silvery gold. I can't really. Oh, it's, I know what you're talking about. It's yeah, the yeah, yeah. typical mm -hmm. light gold. What year is the car? Uh, what is it? 
I'm, I'm, I don't have the spectrum. Is it an early one, like an 86, or is it later? I, I, I literally, know. I haven't even seen the current. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, we, we, this is, so my, my dad did this swap, and then I, I took care of all the bills. And uh, 928GTs are super rare. I think they're only like one well, year, so or 91 thing, or in, something. In the U.S., they just said S4 on the bill, uh, mm. on the, uh, ah. the uh, in the manuals and everything. They, they weren't like marketed as GTs. Yeah. The European GT is just sold as S4. So mm-hmm. the only way you can identify is the, or the easiest way is you identify the, um, the exhaust pipes in the back and my dad was like a super savvy 928 freak mm. and uh, was just like holy shit this is a gt and, that's uh, cool you know the, the car's worth like 70 grand yeah. yeah uh so we're just recommissioning that next um but yeah pick up the 944 turbo from mike on friday at powertech and then um yeah i've really spent no time in a transaxle porsche so this mm. is my first real experience and I, I literally haven't looked at the build, build sheet. I've seen the car like, like two seconds in person uh, over the last holiday. Um, but I think it's got like a red interior, like a like a burgundy kind of interior. Which one? The, the turbo or the, the 944? Oh, yeah. That's and a then cool uh, the, the 928 GT is black over um, kind of like baseball glove tan. Oh, nice. Gotcha. I can't think of the names. I'm, I'm terrible at like... Yeah, it's like a cork you, interior more, or like I, a, I hope or, you guys don't like think I'm a, I'm a poser or something. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, no, it's all. Good. I have dyslexia yeah. when it comes to all these like names and uh, and. All I'm the pretty bad with stuff. colors. I did. I couldn't even think of what road was right. <laughs> I'm so bad with like roads and stuff. Well, like you know, we're on that one. I feel like, it, especially in the car community, and every community has this that if you're not like encyclopedic about the nomenclature, you start to feel unwelcome. Yeah, I, I really hate that. I, I think that's probably one of the darker sides of being a car uh-huh. guy is is that like there's a, a, a huge propensity for people to make others feel not welcome. Like, mm. like so your Volvo today, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, you know, the LS swap. I know nothing about what went into that. I know nothing about the engineering. I know nothing about the car. That makes two of us. No, just <laughs> I know it's fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, but like there's definitely people out there that have stuff like that that would be like, well, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, 504 horsepower. It's a crate motor from 97. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think we should all be allowed to just say shit's cool and yeah. not feel feel bad about it right and it's it's totally fine and i think especially our community like i mean you know we are we are nerdy but uh, we're super you know inclusive god Uh, bless the people that know yeah we need them like for sure that that's part of it too is like you know a lot of times people walk up to us and say like dude like like, we we are kind of educational in that way because we we do have like pretty deep knowledge within our own kind of like sort of wheelhouse if you will and uh and it's it's just that's what we're into and we want we we like to you know spit it out there and we are always open to sharing more knowledge and learning more on a daily basis we we screw up so much and that's the thing if we go outside of our little box i'm like sure oh that's like a (laughs) i can't wait to read the comment section on this and just get ripped to shreds oh no that's the thing is our community is super rad and it, it is a weird kind of place to be where um it's it's not something that we've actively built it's just kind of the vibe that we give off and kind of the way that you know what we talk about and everything and so naturally we've kind of like uh, attracted a certain type of enthusiast and it is it we have everything from like that is super cool i don't know what it is but i love it to like a guy who actually designs suspensions for tesla that listens to our show right or is you know so there's the full spectrum you'll you'll notice also it's always the people that uh like the, the real heavy hitters that have nothing to prove will never make you feel bad for not knowing. Sure, yeah. You know, like Jackie Stewart will never sit next to you and tell you you're an idiot because you said it was the wrong year of his Tyrrell car, you know? He'll be like, oh, no, 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 that was 76 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, like real, real people who've done Well, he's more like, he's probably more like just stoked to share with you rather than correct you. That was my biggest challenge at Petrolicious was like, how can I you know, shed light on really great things that I'm not necessarily educated about Mm. without getting destroyed in the comments. Mm. Uh, And that was, it was a really stressful uh, part of being an editor there. And I think, you know, Alex who works down there and kind of uh, has the old gig, uh, the the gig I had, Mm -hmm. he deals with that stress very well, I think, because he is, he's really encyclopedic, but like it's, niche media and and niche uh passions and stuff that is really you know mm. people really care about uh-huh it's very stressful to, yeah. to try yeah. it right i feel like sometimes you just have to like less is more like like we'll post on instagram i'll take a picture of some car i'm like fuck i don't know what year that like which exact no. like configures so i'll be just like i'm like cool car spotting or something exactly like Like you you have to like act actively say as little as possible god forbid you you said the wrong year and and then you just all of a sudden 
sudden people are like, "Fuck your family." Yeah, in yeah. The comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, we're. Whoa. I mean, I mean, I've definitely been on the other side where I'm like, "What the fuck?" They don't know what they're. You know, like I remember we were reading Haggerty their Instagram with like they post a picture of an E30 and they're like here's a cool E30 BMW and it had the whole specs it's like built from 19 because they do a full like breakdown it's like built from 1984 to this year they go these are very underappreciated when are they going to have their come up we're like and but that was the case we're like what the fuck the E30 is the most loved car probably I mean in in this whole Euro segment you know Um, I'm always happy for people to educate I'm I'm always really unhappy when people alienate. And then, you know, it's always the people that alienate too that forget that like, it's not like there's other people have other passions, you know, like yeah. people get laid, yeah. people go surfing, people go you know, flying airplanes. Like yeah. if I, yeah, if yeah. I accidentally call an E36 and E30 cause my thumb slips, like, yeah, yeah. don't jump down my throat. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take, other, and yeah. Just, let me know that I'm wrong and say like, Hey man, I think you mean E30, sure. but don't be like, what a fucking retard. Like I can't yeah, believe yeah. you said E30, E36. Like, Wah. well, you just like pull like a Hansel from Zoolander. You just kind of go, sorry, I was like busy chasing spider monkeys and whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, I don't Vanuatu. Sorry. I, uh, I was with some hot chick and yeah, I fucking like didn't busy fucking your mom. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. Yeah. Dude. I actually did that exact thing the other day. Uh, so I, I posted, oh, yeah. I posted Jason and, Camisas and, and, and you know, and I, I know a Scirocco from a Corrado more than most, you know, like I've, I've owned a, a Corrado and I'm surrounded by Scirocco's with our community and like I'm surrounded by Scirocco's. Like, yeah. It's like, it, it sounds it, like a weird horror. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it literally, I mean like we, 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 we have a few of them in our community here, but, um, so I posted Jason Camisa's car cause it was going to be at the Haggerty that booth at our, cool. at our, um, at our Radwood event. And, you know, he's a good friend. So I, I, you know, here I am just typing a post. Oh, you know, come check out the Haggerty booth, Camisa's car, the 16 valve Euro, whatever rad car, come and check it out. And then that was fine, but I hashtagged Corrado instead of I don't mentally, you know, you're typing away. Oh yeah, and uh, some, and some and nose breather just dude, jumped down. Thirty no, seconds. No, it was Jason. Dude, no Jason, way. Thirty seconds. Jason like, texts Art and I, and he goes, <laughs> "Corrado, huh? Or what do you write?" Yeah. It was it was way more aggressive than yeah. that, but he was just giving me shit, and it was like exclamation. There's, there's ribbing, which I think is fun, but then there's a lot of people who just really get mean spirited about it. Oh uh, yeah, about like people. you're a fucking idiot. You should mm. always just be inviting people to learn and be passionate and share yeah. the passion as opposed to like making you feel less because you don't necessarily have the same level of passion. Yeah. I there, hate There's that. also another thing that I wanted to mention that it, it's it's a, kind of a different angle on this that everybody has also, I've noticed this, like, you know, as a person who's into the details, into the metrics, into the engineering, like, like people have different experiences with cars and they have different perspectives on cars. So they may not even give a shit about that, but they care about just design, right? Or just, you know, the driving dynamics or just uh, whatever it may be, you know, cool poster car, whatever. Or it could be, you know, it's, it's literally, I like to drive this a Suzuki Samurai because I know that it's great to go to the beach in and I can throw my shit in the back and I can get it dirty and I love that about it and, and they're super stoked on that right so there's so many different kind of things that you can love about your car and your machine that go that are emotional and that go beyond just the numbers right like and and that's cool too you know and it's 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 interesting to learn kind of people's perspectives on things beyond just the numbers right Drew always yells at me because I don't know what his wheels are called <laughs> do I? <laughs> do I? I no no I'm just I kidding. think they're pole stops <laughs> No fucks giving. Something stars, right? You're wrong. I hate you. <laughs> Polaris. You're Polaris. Polaris. Polaris wheels, yeah. Yeah. which happen to be very rare wheels. They are pretty uh, rare. They yeah, make us. Yeah. They also make a, a car Volvo called the Slingshot. Them? Yeah, those were like an OEM across the pond only option for I think the seven series, seven forties, um, around that time. But anyway, as such, they're very rare to find over here because they all had to get brought over. Um, they remind me of like the beefy AMG wheel. You know, like yeah, yeah, like a yeah. Penta or something, mm-hmm. um, Borbay or Ronal. Orbit, Ronal. Orbit, I think, is the way, yeah. Renal. Yeah, Renal. Yeah, <laughs> however you say it. Oh, don't, don't get that wrong, dude. We're going to uh, How do you say it? We're in dangerous territory now. Yeah. I hope someone jumps in the comments and just <laughs> rips me a new one for mispronouncing Ronal. I doubt it. No, that, that, that wouldn't happen. But I actually do really like those wheels. And I like, I love the OEM plusness of the, the look, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like it's very extra. Yeah. It's just a little, you know, you my have, favorite well, thing about the livery or the car, I love the Volvo in sports. Yeah. That's such like a, yeah. that's such a Volvo in sports. In sports. Like how we were joking earlier. It sounds something like a, like a total Swedish person when explained it and he yeah. say like, we want to do the, you know, the <laughs> we want to do it Volvo, Volvo in sports. In sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so broken, right? Yeah. It's just, it shouldn't be a thing. 
Yeah, didn't you? Art, you asked if I made it up. Yeah, um, it, just but it is car. part of the livery, right? It's, I mean, yeah. It's on, yeah, it's on the car as is and yeah, in the script and everything like that. But, yeah. Uh, so it's basically a play of like, there was, what, what year was that? 80. That would have been the five, 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 seven, drive car though, right? Five, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it would have been, it was, it was, it was the, the rear wheel drive 240 right? series. So it was like mid 80s uh, kind B of. BTCC or was it group A? Group A. Group A, right? Group A, yeah. And, and Volvo won, I think, outright like 86, well, me. I think he said the year before it was a non dealer team uh, and i can't even remember the name uh but it, they won and then that year i don't think they were as successful oh. but they had that dealer sponsored livery from nordica which was uh what i liked anyway and so yeah i kind of did a mashup of the station wagon which was the 850 front wheel drive uh hopped up five cylinder um that was like what secure core or omega it was some like uh I don't know what they did, but it was blue and white also. Mm -hmm. but Omega was the blue and white now. Yeah, and it, it's more of like the whole side, and it had like kind of big shapes and angles to it. But uh, super groovy. This one was easier to like visualize and basically replicate, and Lane helped out with that. But uh, yeah, just the stripes along the side with the little hockey kick up or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of doing a mashup because the the 960, which that is, or V90, never campaigned in anything. It was just their full size. Uh, it was their big family, family hauler. Yeah, yeah, the, the Bruiser, the workhorse. Uh, yeah. Say, because that your car is a 95, 97, 97. So that was made alongside the 850 front wheel drive yep. cars, yeah. which is crazy because those cars, yeah, because those cars came out in like 93, I think. Mm -hmm. The Such 850s. The, so you know, we we got to drive um, a, a large section of our of our rally a couple of years ago uh, together, and I was in my M coupe, a Z three M coupe, mm -hmm. and uh, he was behind me in the Volvo V ninety, and <laughs> just having that car on my ass was so bizarre. Like, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> like especially on the long straights, like I'm going as fast as this thing will go, you know. And for you, you still got quite a bit more pedal in there, and like just like, looking back and seeing this, uh, what would be considered a uh, you know soccer mom's car back yeah. in the day, almost with that grill, it's like so serious it's like kind of stately right? yeah stately it's yeah. so comical but yeah that thing is so funny man I, yeah I, still my most like frightened uh <laughs> me most frightened on video is paul from auto kennel made a video of one of our rallies and i was on the ground looking at my car on the side of the road and and he he drew comes by at like 15 miles an hour or something yeah. um triple digit mexico and i was like <laughs> I'm on the ground and there's video of it and I'm like, huh, and I just look over and jump and uh, it was, it was uh, frightening. Definitely. It was scene. like shaking the ground, dude. Thundering. At very fast speeds. Yeah. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. So uh, Ted, uh, we're probably going to wind down on this, but did, uh, are you allowed to share what you're doing here with Canepa or is that, I know, I don't know if it's a spoiler. Fucking, uh, fucking yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. My whole career is just me having a, a stupidly good time. You know, like there's no science. There's no, is it like, just all Instagram now or is it, or is that? Well, type seven, we're going to be launching a, uh, a, a book product, uh, oh, cool. a website's coming. So we're kind of like doing the inverse of what you would normally do. You're starting as an Instagram and then building around. Well, we wanted to prove the, that we could actually attract the right demographic. There's great, there's mm -hmm. great, um, you know, there's great uh, data in there. So you can actually, yeah. for a, a business like Porsche of getting behind a, a product like type seven, mm -hmm. you, you can prove that people are actually, the, the people that you say you want to reach are being reached. Right. Sorry, I dropped a cat. Um, and that we're hitting our targets, budgets getting unlocked. We're going to start doing really fun stuff. So, you know, it's never, we're never marketing to you. We're never like shoving Porsche down your throat. We just, yeah. we just really want to do cool shit all yeah. the time. And uh, it's, you know, I'll probably look back at this 10 years from now and be like, how the hell did we get away with it? Like, yeah. how, how did Porsche have the ability to go sponsor something so fun and so cool and just for passion and for for design's sake mm -hmm. and for beauty's sake? And, uh, you know, th they're not asking us to sell anything. We're, we're no. not, we're not, there's nothing for sale. Like, that, we don't even have stickers. Camp. I mean, sale. that's a dream, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's the Pax Romana, you know, this mm -hmm. is, uh, I, I, who knows what, how, where, 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 where we are in one year, but, uh, Type seven for me is a dream project because you know that was always the, the the struggle with with Petrolicious is you have to have ten bosses because you have mm. ten advertisers. Mm -hmm. You guys have advertisers, you know, like mm. uh -huh. we have one advertiser who's not even advertising, and it's uh, it allows us to do stuff in a way that's just celebratory, for sure, and fun, and 
and all the support we've received so far has been mega and uh mm. all i can say is we just have so much more fun stuff coming and we've got nat twist now working with us he's my buddy in the uk he'll be at your event right uh radwood at oh, Goodwood, cool. uh in a week or so yeah and uh and yeah we're just we're screaming every day that we get to work on it. We're like, no fucking way. So yeah, uh, I ho hopefully some of my bosses over there will hear how much fun we're having. They, they know though. I mean, they, they, and the guys that we work on work with, they're all young and they're all really excited. And mm. I, I have to say that the, the, at least from the marketing side, and I definitely know from the engineering side, the, mo the majority of people at Porsche are, are under 40, you know, there yeah. are, they're really excited about the future. They're really passionate about what the future gets to look like. And, uh, and they're, they're doing stuff that marketing isn't what they think of the, what they're doing. They, they, they do storytelling and, yeah. and, and it's, it's a very unique company to work for because they don't have to sell anything. You know, the, the cars sell themselves. People, are, the, the 992 will sell itself. All these things will sell itself. Instead, they have this beautiful challenge where they just get to go do awesome things. Yeah, and uh, it's a, it's a. I'm really privileged to be able to work with them, and obviously, it's part of my life story. So, it's it's definitely every day is a pinch me moment for sure. That's, That's really awesome. So I think you went to like smart. Petro yeah. Surf and stuff. Did you go to yeah, that? Yeah, I was in Silt. The other That's day. cool. Oh yeah, with machi was, uh, That's Marine Machine with a yeah Marine Machine and all Marine, those guys. I love that guy. And yeah. like Matthias from Flat Five Sixes. Matthias Honig. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, he's from, awesome. Uh, Wicked Six. Those guys are rad, dude. Yeah, yeah I love those guys. About? Yeah, Wicked Six. Yeah, yeah, that whole. Yeah. I mean, everywhere I go on Earth, there are people that are passionate about Porsche. Mm -hmm. I, I landed in in I mean, I've, I've told this story before a few times, but I landed in uh, Bangkok. I'd never been there before, and uh, took an Instagram out my window at the Peninsula Hotel. And uh, within 15 minutes, this guy named Tenster from Instagram, who's um, like this killer director over there, who had linked up with Zwart before Jeff Zwart. He like picked me up at my hotel in his RWB 911 and like took me out to meet the most fascinating, interesting guys over there. And I, who I also keep in touch with, and like, you know, we ended up going to this guy whose family controls the chicken industry in, in, in Thailand. Was that Ross Perot? <laughs> something like he's he's like the the, the time the, the he's the night everyone it was like the coolest nicest most passionate guy but this guy had maybe 60 jdm classics like kakimoto skylines mm. like shit you just don't ever see and he had them in a warehouse outside of his house uh just outside on the outskirts of bangkok and you know if this was in japan it would be like one thing but like to buy cars in thailand it's like a 400 percent tax Mm -hmm. so like that's yeah, crazy you have to be stupidly passionate to want yeah. even one car mm -hmm. uh, you know most people don't even bother like to have a pickup truck that's rusted out is like a big deal and these guys are collecting and mm -hmm. uh obviously that you know to do so you have to have uh, a certain level of wealth but like to see, see that passion uh, not just for jdm stuff but for the porsche stuff like all these guys had crazy porsches and like this guy had a i mean this guy who is one of the guys at singha he, he drives a career gt you know, wow. like and it's in, in yellow and he dry, like dailies it out there and like it's just he he bought that car four times to be able to do that yeah wow. 4x yeah that's yeah. pretty crazy so, nice. so like 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 stuff like that because i was uh, on instagram because i took a picture because i was in the hotel because he checked instagram i got to see this whole bit of the world and that happens everywhere i go and like that's the most beautiful part of our, our community i'm in i'm in san francisco you see that i'm there you drop me a dm all of a sudden i'm on your podcast like that's the coolest shit in the world to me uh and i think that's that, that's what I want to preach to our, our community is is that we are so inclusive. There's no room for exclusivity. You know, mm -hmm. like there, there's only room for positivity and sharing uh, the passion. And any anytime you feel yourself making someone else feel bad for not knowing something or not understanding something, just check yourself. Yeah. You know, uh, if I could offer any advice, it's just make sure that you're educating, not uh, excluding. For sure. I like it's it. Awesome, it's like man. hugs, not drugs, but educate, don't alienate. Yeah, do no, like, I, like shirts, get, like dare shirts, but I get really like, maybe C A R S. It yeah, really bums me out when I see people make others feel bad. Um, yeah, so. that is. Uh, yeah, we agree, man. That, that's that's what we're all about here. So it's it's rad to have you join us, man. And I really appreciate it. We really appreciate your passion, and uh, we'll definitely have to keep in touch and do more cool shit together because there's a lot yeah. of stuff happening, and we'll be in your neck of the woods. Unfortunately, it looks like some someone from your crew will be there, but yeah, we, sure. we won't Natalie get to hang. But you know, I think our paths will cross again for sure. And uh, no question. 
Let's keep it going, man. Cool. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. Later. Sleep. Open. I will say there's a disturbing amount of taxidermy in this room.